The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. You are listening to Take 5 with Alex. I witnessed an employee giving her employer a hard time by making excuses about why she couldn't do a certain task that she was assigned. They weren't even good excuses. I thought it's just so much easier to do what someone says and get it over with. But look at Jonah. He made every excuse in the book when God told him to go to Nineveh and tell the people to repent. When God said go to Nineveh, he went in the opposite direction and boarded a ship that was going to Tarshish. As a result, there was a huge storm and because Jonah knew the storm was his fault, he told the sailors to throw him overboard. As he was sinking down into those waters, he could have thought, I should have just done what God said. Or he might have thought, I'll drown and this assignment will go to someone else. But God had different plans. God sent a big, big fish to swallow Jonah. After a couple of days in the stinking belly of that fish, Jonah decided to repent and make his peace with God. Jonah 2 verse 1 Then Jonah prayed to the Lord from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. Verse 7 to 10 When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with a voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out on dry land. Then then Jonah went up to Nineveh. It was only about a day's journey, so in the end the fish had been very much more obedient than Jonah had been. He preached to the people. Everyone repented and turned from their wicked ways. God decided not to destroy Nineveh, and Jonah threw another tantrum. You should read the book of Jonah if you haven't. It's very short and powerful. Are we like Jonah? Does God tell us to do something and then we do our best not to do what he's telling us to do? Look at 1 Timothy 2 verse 1 to 4. It tells us to pray for the government. Now we've all heard this so many times. And there are more verses like this that also tell us the same thing. Still, we try to justify our not praying because we say we didn't vote for the party that's in power or the government is corrupt. We know that the rulers and the kings that were mentioned in the New Testament were much more corrupt and cruel than our government officials can ever be. But look what Jeremiah 29 verse 7 says, But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. The city God is referring to here is Babylon, and the exiles came from Jerusalem. King Nebuchadnezzar had carried them away during a war. If we were in a strange city, having been taken there against our will because of war, 
the last thing we would want to do is pray for that city. But God's instructions are very clear. Pray for its welfare, because if it goes well with the city, it will go well with you. How much more then will it go well with us if we pray for our government in the country that we know and love? Obviously, there are many more things that God can and does tell us to do. This is just one example. Are we going to wait until, like Jonah, we feel like we're in the pit of hell before we obey and follow where God is leading? Or are we going to wait until we're exiled into a strange land? Are we going to listen now and obey now? Being rebellious has terrible consequences and is so much more stressful than being obedient and following God's voice.